Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 283, covering quarantine, Mike. Good evening, everybody. Yeah, this is a bottle show for Stargate Atlantis. Basically, we have a number of rooms. We have two people in each room, and Martin Wood, the director, goes nuts. I see. Is there a pineapple? No, um, it's not Martin. I think it's William Wearing who has the pineapple. Uh, it's easy to get confused. <laughs> it is a bit, yep. This is considered one of the one of the more shippy type episodes of uh, Stargate Atlantis. So you get a lot of uh, a lot of interaction between male and female characters. A lot of laughs in this episode as well. Zelenka, absolutely brilliant in this one. Just in this one, Zelenka's always brilliant. He's exceptionally brilliant in this one. Zelenka's pretty much straight man's Rodney's flamboyant, as a rule. Yeah, it takes a very strong individual to put up with Rodney for any length of time. Believe me, I know. I've been on the other end of that equation. <laughs> Fortunately, I have a lot of predominantly female friends who will quietly take me aside and go, Alan, stop, and gently point out when I'm doing stuff wrong and that people might want to kill me if I continue. Was that episode, by the way, Thomas mentioned really a season five? Uh, which one did Thomas mention? The projection into the future one. Oh. Castaway. No, that's a Tom Hanks movie. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, oh, it's got the same title as Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that an absolute flea pit of a cinema in Florida. Did you? Yeah. Wilson! Wilson! Yeah. <laughs> Family guy took the piss out of that. Who didn't shed a tear when he lost Wilson? <laughs> uh, terrible that is. No, I'll tell you, who didn't shed a tear at the tooth extraction scene? Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was season four finale. But you never thought about an ice skating quite the same way again? <laughs> no. Well, the joke was, wasn't it, one of those packages was a, a sat phone. Really? Well, that was a running joke. <laughs> A lot of people would disagree with me, but if I decide I'm going to watch a Tom Hanks movie, I watch The Terminal. Hmm. I like that movie. Spielberg. It's not unduly schmaltzy for a change. Spielberg has a tendency to lay it on with a trowel. Yes, he does. It ruined Minority Report. I see the pilot for that has leaked. Oh. <laughs> In fact, there's been about four or five pilots all suspiciously leaked, paving the way and releasing them, getting some unauthorised feedback. Well, what vampire shows are out there at the minute, aside from the two we both know? The two linked ones, which I finally got sick of about four and a half seasons in. You didn't watch Claudia Black on the originals, then? No, I didn't get far enough in Vampire Diaries to watch the originals. I just grabbed the last four or five episodes of season two where Claudia's in. Vampire Diaries started feeling like so. Are there any other vampire shows out there? I don't think so. Lots of zombies at the moment. Well, there's only one zombie show worth watching. Well... I Zombie proved to be rather good, especially the lead, Rose MacGyver. I gotta say, she cleaned up well. Was it Andrew that said? Yeah, it was, you're thinking, wait, wait, what? She looks at least 10 years younger and certainly yeah. about 30 pounds later. Googled her and went, yeah, it is her, isn't it? And you think, nah. If she'd made I Zombie 10 years ago and then she played Tinkerbell. It would have made sense, but she's clearly aging backwards. <laughs> I assume it did spin off from a comic because... Yeah, no, I think the, so. The, uh... Credits don't so much hint at it as basically club you over the head with it. Well, they have the text on screen as well, don't they? You know, the little yeah, the, tongue-in-cheek uh, little references and puns. I'd call that Jim Butcher Dresden Files. Yeah, the style yeah. of humour is very similar. And when are we getting another Dresden Files book? <laughs> Jim, if you're listening, please publish. You know, what was it called? Shortcuts? Uh, what, the anthology? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, since we don't have a guest. Nope, we don't have a guest this week. Okay then, as per usual, which I'm going to have to find something else to say because that's getting repetitive. <laughs> as is the norm. Ooh, that'll do. As is the norm. We will be watching... During the meanwhile. During the meanwhile. I was flicking around on Spotify and I found a collection of Monty Python bits. If it's good enough for them. The following presentation is brought to you through the power of science. Ooh, shiny. I'm science fiction writer Scott Pearson. I'm his daughter, Ella. And we are, are two, two generations, generations of geek. geek. Anything can happen in the next half hour. If you like geeky things... And we know you do. Check out our podcast, Generations Geek, a family-friendly celebration of the Nerdiverse, brought to you by the Chronic Rift Network, 
which broadcasts from a treehouse in Lothlorien. We talk amongst ourselves about geeky things, like our favorite movies, from black-and-white classics of stop-motion animation to the latest in 3D CGI. Plus, we have amazing guests, from New York Times best-selling authors to astronauts. No, really, astronauts. Drop by GenerationsGeek.com for links to all our episodes. And remember, no geeks are harmed in the making of our podcast. <laughs> Right, we're watching the Region 2 DVD PAL rip of Quarantine. Runtime of 41 minutes, 46 seconds. If anybody ever does decide to join us, we can provide that video. So we're all synced up. That's never a problem. Mm-hmm. Because uh, most of the world isn't PAL. So runtimes do vary. And when you're doing this sort of commentary, it's essential that we're all watching the same video. Because, yes, there have been a couple of episodes where we weren't. And during my briefly short-lived attempt to do Buffy, ah, that was a bit of a disaster. The editing process was nightmarish. Doing a podcast, even when people, you know, in the same time zone, can be overwhelming if you're doing it for the first time. Doing it with someone in a different time zone, that even complicates it even further. Indeed. Okay. Well, in the absence of a guest, I'm going with Finnish. Okay, then. Call me. Goxie. Oopsie. Vicky. There we have the golf game, which I cannot find which golf game it is. Oh, it's John playing a golf game. You said it was Rodney. Oh, I thought it was on Rodney's. It's in Rodney's lab, so it's Rodney's computer. Either way, nothing on Wiki, nothing on Gateworld. I've had a look at uh, images from golf games from 2008. No luck. I got this on my last trip to Earth. Hello. Whoa. Oh, John and Rodney. Who knew? Second base. House marriage. Really? Yes. You? Yes. Mary. Wait, well, you don't think I'm ready? You think I'm, I'm, I'm rushing things? <laughs> what? Well, you're surprised. This has been bubbling along for a long time. We just haven't seen anything. Conflict-free and uh, got a good deal, actually. Conflict-free. <laughs> Rodney could synthesize one better than that. Well, I, I'll buy you a beer later. We can celebrate. Yeah, or uh, drown my sore should uh, she say no. No, no, none of that. There must be gemstones in the Pegasus Galaxy galore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no jewelers. That's true. God, Rodney's nervous. No, can't talk. No, now she's round. Way, yeah, now she's quite obviously. There was a gap between the filming of the last episode and this one, so that's why she's significantly larger. Ow! This is the third time this week I've had to patch you up. That looks painful. It's almost as if he's engineering a reason to come visit. Yeah. He's just one of those guys who thinks blood on him looks good. Hey, come on. Doctor, where are you headed? Oh, me too. We can share. Splendid. <laughs> now, all these locations they're filming in, they're all the same. Just being redressed again. Oh. Yeah, me too. Very hungry. Hungry, hungry, hungry. Are you all right? I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. This is much more... Uh... He's going to try to analyse himself now. Yeah. I suppose I am. Okay. Um, I guess I, sh- I should just uh, jump right into this. You know, um, rip the bandaid off, as they say. Not, not that this is painful in any way. So it's quite the opposite, actually. <laughs> Rodney, what's wrong? It's nothing. And in fact, everything's right. That's it, Rodney. Bite the bullet. Go for it. So I was, I was thinking, and I, I don't know about you, but, but the way I see it. Come on, lad. On your knee. Come on. Uh, maybe it's time that we, you know. Oh, for the love of God, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to be psychic for this proposal. Oh. Uh oh. That is a thunk. Yeah. And that bulkhead was especially put in because they pointed out that Rodney's lab didn't have anything like that yeah. before this episode. Rodney, what's going on? <clears throat> it's locked. We're trapped. <laughs> We're trapped. Well, at least you got food. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Plenty of oxygen. Okay. Quarantine. Season 4, episode 13 of Stargate Atlantis, Gatecast episode 283. This episode aired in the US January the 18th, 2008, Canada January the 21st, we got it in the UK January the 22nd, Sweden got it March 21st, Germany March the 9th, 2009, and Australia December the 10th, the same year. This episode was directed by Martin Wood and written by Carl Binder. Quite a few shows with the episode of the same name. Chips, <laughs> gotta be a certain age to remember that show. Red Dwarf. Coach, Baywatch, African Skies, Game Over, The Onedian Line, Little House on the Prairie, 
and Lassie, actually quite a lot more. You've gone old American West with that. Well, if we run short, you can fill in another third here, so... Yep. And we're back. Routine establishing shot. A bit of a letdown. <laughs> That's it, keep waving your hand. We're locked in. Thank you for stating the obvious. This one's locked too. Taylor's on a roll. What's going on Dr. McKay, this is Dr. Keller, are you there? Rodney, this is Sam, do you read? Now, Martin Wood, who did the commentary for this episode, along with the man of tapping, took a great pleasure in pointing out that the doors you see are always the same door, just being filmed with different fixtures and fittings. <sighs> Rodney, this is Sam, please respond. Colonel Shepard, do you read? Are you getting anything? No. Yep. Strange to have communications go down as well. All right. I'm going to need a radio. Left mine in the lab. Uh, radio? <laughs> it's kind of a greenhouse, isn't it? We don't really need one. It's a plant cultivation room. We haven't needed one. Well, you need one now. Look, that alarm was a quarantine lockdown. Quarantine? And all the moisture and whatnot doesn't treat computers very nicely either. Yeah. I uh, tweaked the uh, system after the recent Kirzan fever outbreak. But there was no lockdown during that outbreak. Well, hence the need to tweak the system. You know, it's two more vigorous protocols. Oh, what did you do, Rodney? I mean, is this uh, just a few sections that have been sealed off, or uh, maybe the whole tower? <laughs> panic, panic. What's the radio? Good question. There must be another disease outbreak. McKay said he was going to modify the quarantine system to make it more efficient. How does cutting off the radios make it more efficient? Well, obviously, there's a glitch in the program. A glitch in the program Rodney wrote? No. <laughs> Tell me how bad the outbreak is or give me the passcodes to open whichever doors are deemed safe. Rodney probably even consider making sure everybody knew how to override the system if need be. Be ready to treat the sick when they bring them in. Will you help me? Tell me what to do. I could really use Ronan's gun right about now. Thank John. you, John. Yes, doesn't really help. It appears there's been another outbreak. What is a Category 5? Oh, I'm guessing it's a lot worse than Categories 1 through 4. Okay, John. Not the time or the place. Thank you very much. <laughs> At least this is better than the last time he had words with her. It's just that every time one of these things happens in the movies, the pregnant woman goes into labor. I'm still a long way from my due date. That's the same thing in the movies and then wham. Wham. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, John. She has grown a bit. <laughs> you know, just, just be in a safe zone and sit down. Let's see what else we can find out. Quarantine lockdown. Yes. Oh, I don't know why communications would be affected. Is that someone lying on the floor? Amanda said this was one of the tiniest rooms she's ever filmed in. Yeah. When they shoot from above. The way they uh, shoot from... I need to try to access the mainframe. Yes, but unfortunately, that's all you'll be able to do. This tablet has limited RAM. It's configured mainly for read-only field diagnostics. Well, we should at least be able to determine the extent of the lockdown. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, most of us are different pictures. <laughs> I, I raise them as, as, as a hobby. Back home. Anyways, let's see what we have here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what is he thinking? <laughs> you comfortable? You want anything? You want to lie down and eat? Being overprotective, isn't he? This is what I wanted to talk to you about. What? Your decision to remove me from the team's missions. Mm-mm. Seriously, Taylor, you can't go running about on alien planets looking like you do at the moment. Your bulletproof vest for a start wouldn't fit. Yeah, that's true. Been in another galaxy. Childbirth and motherhood has implications for the working woman. If it is wrong to place myself and my unborn child in danger now, will it be any less to do so when he is born? Thoughtful, Taylor. John, it's bad enough that my son may grow up without a father. But if I were to be hurt or killed, he would be left without a mother as well. This is what Martin Wood was pleased about. he just finished filming Stargate Continuum. Mm-hmm. Big, big scenes. And he came back to this. Lots of little scenes with just two people talking. Breath of fresh air for him, he said. Really explore the characters' interactions. I think. She's fighting the bad guys, keeping them off the street. So not only is she protecting her kids, she's protecting other kids too. I wonder if it'd been better if maybe John's mother had been a cop, although that wouldn't gel with the uh, the money in the family. Child has a family here, in case anything ever happens. Good to know. Unfortunately, she'd be dead. She does look a little reassured, though. Category five? 
The entire city? You know, this disease spreads more rapidly than anything I've ever encountered before. Something. Something's wrong. Yeah, look at the levels. Uh -uh. You're going to be in there for a while by the looks on it. Look, wild fluctuations in every sector. Other systems are down too, not just communications. Long-range scanners are out, ventilation in several areas, including this tower. Oh, oh, and plumbing too. Oh, dear. Oh, not the plumbing. <laughs> the plumbing <laughs> is run from the computer system. I suppose the water recyclers, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm sure McKay is sitting at a workstation fixing this problem as we speak. Yeah, but no. <laughs> He's probably going nuts. I mean, I don't like it when my internet goes down, you know, you just, I don't know, what am I going to do? <laughs> well, Rodney isn't talking exactly, but uh, he looks frustrated. Oh. <laughs> and there were two stagehands behind that door holding it closed. <laughs> you tore your stitches. Honestly, I don't think I've ever met anyone with such reckless aggression. Martin wasn't very happy with that scene. He didn't think it worked. If you say so. Lay down. <laughs> well, hello there, Doctor. Hello, latex gloves. Watch yourself, Ronan. Okay, look, I don't think we're going to have any luck opening those doors on our own. Ronan has spent a lot of time in the infirmary these last few episodes. Mm -hmm. Makes you wonder how he actually survived being a runner for seven years. So we're just supposed to sit here and wait? Yes. And be ready at a moment's notice to treat the sick. <laughs> Amanda, while she was watching this, complained that, why is it that Jewel got Ronan and she got Zelenka? <laughs> uh, bag of nerves at times, uh, Keller is. Yep. What do you have in mind? Oh, I, I mean, I didn't, you know, I meant just, like, talk. <laughs> I didn't mean... What did you mean? Yeah, so, anyway, um... Change of subject? Let's talk. Going back to Kaylee mode. Kaylee mode meant getting boned on the engine room floor <laughs> and pointing out the errors in the machinery while you were down there. Go for it, Katie. Can't you fiddle with this thing and get the door open? I could fiddle with it, sure. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Quarantine protocol completely disables the door's control mechanism. <laughs> the whole point of it is to keep people from getting out. Well, whose clever idea was that, Rodney? Dr. Keller and Zelenka. We don't know that. We have no idea if it's going to be okay. For all we know, Zelenka and Keller could already be infected. Uh-oh. He's going to work himself up into a rate dizzy. Yeah. We could be looking at a citywide lockdown. You are thinking the worst case scenario. Hello, this is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> you think about this. This is Rodney in a nutshell. He is explaining his character to perfection. Yeah. He always expects the worst, and he always goes into any situation with that mindset. It makes him defensive, makes him awkward. Warm breeze in your face, next thing you know, you're flying through the air because you just hit a pothole. Oh, Rodney, did that happen to you? <laughs> that did happen to Carl Binder, who wrote the episode. It's a necessary burden I bear. What a guy. A mindset like that. And a person would live in a constant state of worry and fear. My friend Paul Stoker under blind bend and went into the back of a tractor. <laughs> Lucky he didn't have combine harvester thing in the back. Yeah. As a kid, I went straight over the handlebars. Oh. Ended up having three days in hospital later on to have some little uh, surgery done on my mouth. <laughs> I was really annoyed because I damaged my bike and my T-shirt. Going to my mother, that's the first thing I said when I walked home covered in blood. What? My dad won't let me ride my bike anymore and I've ruined my best T-shirt. <laughs> Well, first things first, we need to get to a workstation and fix this malfunction. Yes, I agree. You know, I'm a little bit puzzled as to why Rodney hasn't solved this problem yet. He's been a little off his game lately. <laughs> yeah, you've got to assume Rodney is preoccupied, otherwise he would have fixed it by now. Well, whatever the cause, since there's no outbreak, there's no reason for us to be stuck in here. This is a change for Carter as well. Up until now, we haven't really seen her making it obvious that she's smarter than anybody else in this base. She's been administration. Uh -huh. Here, Radek is going to get a very uh, hard lesson in just how low on the totem pole he is. Yeah. With the limitations of the realm on this tablet. Yeah. Stand back and be amazed, Radek. Well, life signs all over the city. Everyone is trapped as we are. Ventilation is down, which means they're running out of air. A close-up is worth a thousand words. Is earpiece. He's in the botany lab. Who? Rodney, he, he went to pick up Katie Brown for a lunch date. Have you been in that plant room? There's no computers, no radios. If he's locked in there. He's going to be freaking. See, and that's why they made a point of taking his comms off. Not that it is a help. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where to go, Rodney? Actually, that's a pretty strong trowel. Yeah. 
They're not normally made to be that robust. A little feverish. Here. Oh, don't pamper him, Katie. Rodney, come on, sit down. <laughs> uh, I've told you what my solution to gardening is. What, tarmac? Yep. <laughs> the joys of an apartment, I don't get a garden. You don't feel warm. Are you sure? Because uh, oh, my joints ache. It's usually the first sign of a fever. Pulse 120? It's normal. It's always had a rapid heartbeat. Uh, since I was a kid, I mean, even when I was in a deep sleep, our, our, our family doctor once wrote a paper about it. <laughs> he was special even as a boy. How are you feeling? I'm fine. Okay, well, will you let me know when you start going sick? Oh, now he's worried he's killed her. <laughs> Seems that there was some sort of disturbance in the planet's ionosphere a few hours ago. After that is when the system became unstable. New planet, new problems. Well, there may not even be a disease outbreak. Yeah, you've got to be careful that you shoot this so that they're not just all repeating the same information because they're not aware of it. This episode relies on being invested in the characters and their relationship. If this was a very early season one episode, it just wouldn't work. Mm. Fortunately, I do. This is brilliant, this one is. Password? Oh, he didn't think I'd remember it. Uh, one six four three one eight seven nine one nine six eight four two. We always forget how clever John really is. Sixteen forty three is the year Isaac Newton was born. Eighteen seventy nine, Einstein in nineteen sixty eight. The year Rodney was born. Never underestimate the size of that man's ego. Uh, quite right. Forty two. What is that? It's the ultimate answer to the great question of life, the universe, and everything. <laughs> hey. Thank you. Was Cal <laughs> delighted if I got that in? I bet they were. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's it. Let's rip off. Oh, hey. baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been there. Okay, much better. <laughs> yeah. That was the second take. The first time he did it, he totally went over the top with his expression. Martin said, we'll try that again. Just tone it down a bit. Oh, so fast. There's obviously not enough RAM to handle the city's entire operating system, but we should at least be able to open these doors. I mean, he took that rather well. She wrote the operating system of the tablet in the laptop. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't open. No. No, he didn't. And the tablet's fried. Oh, dear. So was the lanka a bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap. What is it? Part of the uh, lockdown program includes broadcasting an alert beacon to uh, approaching ships to warn them about a disease outbreak. The city's doing this right now. Uh-oh. Oh, that's not good. Can you shut it off? Not from here. It can only be turned off from a subspace transmitter, which is up in the control room, which means the guys upstairs either have noticed it or more likely they don't have Rodney's password to turn it off. As long as that signal is broadcast, Atlantis is vulnerable to discovery. If it hasn't already happened. This was an aspect of the story that they dreamt up in the writer's room when they were talking about Joe. They needed the ticking clock to keep the pace up. As you pointed out, it could get very monotonous watching people talk about the same thing, but now they're on a schedule. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I could. <laughs> Look at him. He's probably resigned himself to dying in this uh, room full of plants, mm -hmm. which miraculously get moved around all the while because Martin would really want to see the greenery. Uh -huh. There's nothing I like. Come on, Ronnie. Come on. You can do it. Go on, Rodney. Go for it. The cactus. The Rodney Anavalosa? The plant I named for you. Right. It's grown. <laughs> now, this is rather rather embarrassing. As she says this without and keeps a straight face. Giving it a little extra TLC and it just just gets bigger and Oh, my God. Bigger. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of it, she, she didn't really know what she was saying. She was just in the moment. Rodney knew what she was saying. But the whole point of the lockdown is is to prevent the spread of disease, which means no one's going anywhere. But how are the doctors supposed to treat anyone if they can't reach them? Well, that's a brilliant point. There must be some provision for medical personnel to move around the city. You'd think I'd have at least a few symptoms. Every disease is different. I mean, we have no idea what the incubation period for this strain is. It could be hours, it could be days. I mean, who knows when I caught it? No. It's just a matter of time before you succumb to. <laughs> Uh, You've killed your fiancé if you ever get around to actually proposing. You were going to cheer me up. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, you're locked in a room that probably smells delightful because of all the plant life. Make the most of it. Ronan's going to make his move. Because he's on edge. 
<laughs> she's not taking this very well. Yeah. Uh. I just... I don't like sitting around either. Especially when there's people out there who um, need me. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, I don't think he does in hell. If she thinks there is. You're not letting him down. There's a disease outbreak. And I'm a doctor stuck in this That's room. That's right. Stuck. It's not your fault you can't get to them. So don't put the blame on yourself. It's interesting. Would you think the door should have a manual release or something like that, you know? In theory. I mean, in uh, a modern skyscraper, if, if the lift is sealed, you know, the fire brigade can unlock it. Or at least on an American television series they do. I assume they do it in real life as well. You're just thinking back to In Her Name, where they had the manual release for the doors. No, I was thinking of uh, Chicago Fire, where they did that. Never really watched that. I might not watch it next year, because they've got Chicago Med. So they're going to be doing... I don't want to watch another hospital drama. <laughs> and I know they're going to have crossovers. Of course they are. See, this is Ronan opening up. We've seen the woman before, and he's mentioned her before, but he's never really admitted he should have done something about it. But she chose to stay behind and help the others. Obviously feeling guilty as well. We know she meant an awful lot to him. <clears throat> should have forced her to go. Yep, you should. It's not your fault. She chose to stay. Don't put that blame on yourself. Or dishonor her memory. She made the conscious decision to stay. Sacrificed herself for others. Oh, come on. Nothing's working. Okay, on to plan B. Which is? Which is, uh, blast our way out of here and get to the control room. Start searching for any explosives Rodney might have left. <laughs> blast. Why <laughs> would Rodney keep it? Oh. Uh-oh. Don't tell me that you're... The baby just kicked. Really? There it is again, here. Yeah, when Rachel was on set, told Martin, every time she comes on to set, the baby starts kicking. Mm-hmm. I must get out of here as much as we do. I mean, that's a good point, of course. All the ventilation systems will be shut down. I mean, although it is a big room, they shouldn't be having oxygen issues. Indeed not. Just hang in there. I'm going to get everybody out of here. Now, I've got to be honest and say, I don't really accept this. It doesn't make any sense. That shouldn't break no. that easy. This is an interstellar starship, when all said and done. Even with shield, you know, glass or the ancient equivalent shouldn't break like that. Is that even possible? Sure. Batman did it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Piece of cake. Don't worry, I'll be fine. Gotta turn off that beacon. Yeah, you're the star. We know you'll be fine. Yeah. Like I've said before, my mother used to stay when I was a kid watching films. He can't die. He's the chap. <laughs> this sequence was shot by Will Wearing. Johnny's actually climbing up a, a wall about 25 feet in Oh, he is actually going up. It's not done the usual have him climb no, up not, a floor. Not the Batman way. They actually did film him climbing up a, a small piece of That's wall. nicely matted in, though. It is, yeah. It actually looks better than the close-up work. Mm-hmm. No, that must be uncomfortable. Heat must be going up. It's not even like an elevator where you're in a huge air shaft or anything. It's just a transporter. Redick, I know we've been through this. I'm not angry with you. I would, however, cheerfully strangle you. We could really use one of your pigeons around now. <laughs> well, they're not for eating. No, no, I meant, you know, Got, uh, to get help. The joke's falling flat. Like homing pigeons, you attach a little SOS note to their feet. And... <laughs> yeah, but there's no window in here. I know, I was just... Oh, kill him. I'll kill him. Ah, uh, Zelenka. Now, is it just me, or does the surface of Atlantis look really bad? It looks rusty. Yeah, I know. I know it's 10,000 years old, but you imagine it should be incredibly smooth, and it looks like concrete. Very poorly cast concrete. Yes. It just doesn't look like a marvel of ancient technology. And to be fair to uh, Joe Flanagan, he did most of this jumping about himself. Hmm. Convenient protrusion. 
yeah, it is handy. <laughs> you look at that, the green screen doesn't work though, the matte extension just doesn't look that good. Definitely shows where Atlantis haven't got the budget to do this episode justice. Mm. <laughs> See, this will come as a surprise. Peekaboo! I've made it! Top of the world, Ma! Top of the world! Whatever you do, John, don't look down. Because you will not believe what you have just done. You've done the impossible. Seriously. Over the top, lads. Over the top. Okay, I got ventilation restored to most of the tower. Still working on getting air up here, but so far nothing is responding. Oh! <laughs> Plant through the window. Colonel, how did you get out there? Oh, I'm sorry. We gotta turn off the beacon that's broadcasting our location to every ship in the neighborhood. We already tried that. It's password protected. What happened? Huh. Where the hell did you come from? Beacons deactivated. Right, this is the introduction of Amelia Banks, played by Sharon Taylor. We last saw her playing a replicator a few episodes ago. Hmm. She's been in Once Upon a Time, The 100, Smallville, Eureka and Motive. Quite a few other Canadian genre shows. That's a self-destruct sequence. Uh-oh. <laughs> what did you touch, John? You should know that, Carter. General Hammond would have known. You know, depending on how quickly he wants to blow up the city. How would this? Ronan. Ronan, we've already tried. It's not going to open. <laughs> Move, damn you. Well, with what? You don't have your gun. Can you see four in there? In the infirmary? Anything we can use to act as an explosive. Probably are some volatile chemicals, if you know your chemistry. You should. The oxygen tanks, maybe? Right. Shoot them like Sheriff Brody did in uh, the movie Jaws. <laughs> oxygen. Oh, yeah. But he had a rifle as well. Huh. Shepard showed it to me. It's a good movie. Oh. All right. All we need is a gun to shoot it with. You got one in here? Uh, again, infirmary, not armory. No, that doesn't weigh much at all. He seems happy. New toy. New toy. Finally. Shut it down. No, just the alarm. <laughs> the city action guard was self-destruct by itself, Major. Well, why? Last thing I saw on the screen was a breach of quarantine alert. <laughs> Fair enough. Which makes perfect sense. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said earlier that there was no outbreak. Well, there isn't. The city doesn't know that. It's all part of the system-wide malfunction. The city must think there's a disease, and now it's out of control. So blowing up Atlantis is its final countermeasure. You see how much time was left on the self-destruct? No, computer shut down before I could see. This is a zombie apocalypse, and yep. <laughs> the city's taking precautions. All right. If we can't shut it down from here, we're going to have to turn it off at the source. But that's in the main power room. That's six levels down. We can't get there. Extreme? Could you just, you know, vent all the oxygen and uh, maybe just... Have you got a long piece of string? Lower somebody down the tower. Through several sealed doors before reaching it. Can you see four? Yeah, a little bit. He carries C4 around. You've got to be kidding me. Uh, yeah. You know, in that form, it's remarkably stable. But why would you carry it around with you? That's a good sign, right? I don't know. I think you're right, Rodney. Well, I mean, maybe someone found a cure for the disease, or at least figured out how to turn off the self-destruct. Or maybe someone just figured out how to turn off the alarm. Ah. Uh. Poor Rodney. I'm going to lie down now. Wake me when I die. You can't give up. You have to keep fighting. I know it looks bleak, but... It's always darkest before the dawn. What's this? Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Explain yourself, Rodney. Oh, looking weakly. <laughs> but now I'm dying, and I can't. Suppose. Oh. Now, Jewel was terrified of using the grinder on this oxygen tank. She really did not want to do it. Well, one in a million chances for me, nine times out of ten. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that cold didn't occur to you when you were watching it? That would, yeah, it did, but that's not the point, is it? Cut too far. Just score it like you said. Okay, look, if you don't do it, I'm going to do it. Come on, you got this. And the fact that she really doesn't want to do this comes through so well. She looks terrified. Her hand flinches every time there's sparks. Ah! 
And it's not, it's not as if there's any oxygen in the tank. Oh, that's not a good idea. If nothing else, you're ungainly. Yeah, there, there were some questions raised about this scene, but as they pointed out, this is what Taylor would initially do. She would assume nothing could stop her doing what she needs, but then sanity finally prevails and she comes in, she realises that it's beyond her at this time. <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, when we see this uh, contraption set off, the scene was supposed to be a hell of a lot bigger, but they simply did not have the funds for this episode to do all the CGI work. Okay, that's it. I mean, that's that's as far as I should go. All right. You're in for a wild ride. Well, I don't know about you, but this looks incredibly dangerous. Yeah, when we see this contraption set off, the scene was supposed to be a hell of a lot bigger, but they simply did not have the funds for this episode to mm -hmm. do all the CGI work. So ultimately, there's a lot of damage to the infirmary, which shouldn't have been made by what the gas canister did. You okay? Yeah. No? <laughs> It sounded a lot better than it looked, and nothing. <laughs> the door still locked. Wrecked the place. It's a lot stronger than a shark. See, that's it. I like the little pull-out thing. Again, they couldn't show the explosion, so when they uh, bring the camera around again, you just see a hallway full of smoke, which gives the impression that something's blown up, and it works. Transport. Somebody's in there. Crap side. Well, they can open it and character and Talenki couldn't. Uh. Radek. <laughs> yeah. You alright? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine too. <laughs> Nobody cares about you, mate. Nobody cares. He looks totally knackered, Radek does. I mean, people, they've been running around with the misters for quite a while by the looks on it, though. I need to get to a workstation. Computers are down. We're trying to get to the main power room so we can physically cut the power to the self-destruct. But all the doors are sealed shut. Would you see the last of our C4 getting here? Does that mean we're still stuck here? That's what it looks like. You are in a bigger room, though, Zelenka. Silver lining. Computer shut down before we could see. So it could happen any time. Boom. Martin Wood admitted that Chuck and Amelia shouldn't have been in the scene. He read the script wrong. So both of the actors got a couple of extra days' work. Mm -hmm. You were going to propose to me? Strangely enough, she's impressed. Yeah. Today? Timing. Not his strong suit. Oh. I mean, before the before the lockdown. Come on, Rodney. <laughs> he's worked himself into believing he's so... dying. I think you should have second thoughts about this, because you see McKay really at his worst, and unfortunately, there are going to be other days like this. Yep. Yeah. Want to propose now? Don't you want to hear my answer? It doesn't really matter anymore, does it? Cheer up, Rodney. How can you say that? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because we're moments away from our deaths. Don't talk like that. There's still a chance someone could come through this door. Katie, please. Enough already. As much as I'd love to believe that someone's going to swoop in and save the day, the fact that no one has tells me it's probably not going to happen. I'm sorry if that's bleak and, and horrible and fatalistic, but there it is. You've got to be impressed. McKay's had this heart-to-heart -heart with Katie all the while on his back, on the floor, and delivering reasoned arguments from his warped mind. Well, what are we going to do now? Well, what can we do? Just vent, go to the power room. <laughs> that vent? Yes, yes, I believe at least the tower doesn't mean ventilation flu. Well, that system shut down. Those vents will be closed off. Not anymore. We were able to get it back online in most of the tower just before the computers went down. Now that is fortunate, just when the plot requires it. Yep. And that seems very loose and plasticky. Yeah, it does a bit, yeah. And cheap. Uh, this little vent complex was built offset. That doesn't look wide enough for John to fit in. It's going to be a tight squeeze, though. There's no way I can move in here. I'll do it. No. <laughs> when Amanda said that, I'm thinking, yes. with all due respect, Amanda, you're a big girl. You're not that big. I have. Uh, which of us have stood beside her? Well, if you compare her to Lorne, Radek and uh, John, she's, mm. you know, shoulder-wise, she's just as big as all of them. Ready? Yeah, and David said, until he actually did that, he wasn't claustrophobic. 
there's a nice little featurette on the DVD uh, making of that shows uh, David Tutor that scene. Mm-mm. You know, if somebody should walk in now and see the Met here, they're going to say, what the hell have you been up to? I thought you were weak. Perfectly understandable, Ronan. But you didn't belong. And lots of people thought that about you too. It's the story of my life. Rather a contemplative moment. Growing up, I skipped three grades. I graduated at 15. Oh my God, she's Doogie Hauser. Got my bachelor's degree before I was even old enough to vote. I missed out on a lot of things. I honestly never considered Kelly to be a prodigy. Hmm. She just always seemed like reasonably competent for her age and experience. Well, the problem is you just hit a certain level that you can't you can't skip over stuff anymore. Well, yeah, if you stay in general medicine, if you specialise. No, I mean just in terms of the, uh, you know, jumping ahead of others. Oh. There was a lot of fans who were very pleased with the interaction between these pair. Mm-hmm. But then again, there isn't a romantic coupling in any show that hasn't got its own little fan base. But it didn't work. That's the point. Too right, the relationship didn't work. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. When you see this vent duct from the outside, just plywood, metal coating on the inside to make it look whatever the engine's built. Only about 10 feet long, but they used a very wide lens, which is why when he gets closer, his head gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And he's got to go down there. Steeple jacket. There may be a problem if he wants to go down feet first. And he's not going to go down feet first. Way! Here we go, lads. Brace yourself. You want to be hearing a scream coming through the vents through every room in the in the city. Watch out for Willy. <laughs> I couldn't hear the Czech clearly enough. I don't speak enough to translate it well. In terms of actual word count, I think I know more Czech than Finnish. Come on, Rag. He'll make it. How about that? Carter has faith in him. He'll do it. Hello. Smelling her in, huh? That's what you do. Now this is Jovian, the stunt double. Ow. And then Radek stands up. The cowboy switch, I think he called it. <sighs> That's actually a nice display as well. <laughs> <laughs> nearly, nearly. We have docking. Nope. So far, so good. Now, just got to reboot it. You get it. Yay. And they're trying to... Oh, no. <laughs> Again. It's not meant to be. <laughs> Everybody's better. Again, the same door. All opening, but on different sets. Oh, my God. But they found a cure. I figured out how override a pocket. I don't believe it. We're going to make it. We're not going to get it. <laughs> 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 they have a bizarre relationship, don't they? Anyone in a relationship with Rodney is going to have a bizarre. Yep. Oh, you fit alright. There's plenty of room. Well, not plenty. You should have seen him look like one of those little hamsters and uh, one of those. Yes, 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 yes. Listen, the important thing is I was able to make it and shut off the power in time. Hey, did you hear? McKay thought it was a real outbreak. He started getting sick. Thought he was, um. Hey. Uh... Hi. Do you mind if I join you? Sure, go ahead. What are you going to say? No. Well, yes, that's what they're going to say. No, we don't mind if you join you. I think it deserves a medal. Some sort of recognition beyond the uh, grateful thanks of every living soul in the city. Well, it's been several hours now, and there is no indication that anyone out there has picked up our alert beacon. I think we're in the clear. Well, we should keep an eye out just in case. Great work, Raddick. wonder how the signal propagates. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what you're talking? But no medal or pay rise. McKay would love this. Was that a cup of blue pudding she had? Possibly. God, that cactus goes everywhere with her. Hello. 
Rodney. I see you're feeling better. Uh, yes. I, uh, well, I mean, uh, it's probably just, you know, allergic thing. I'm fine. Right, this is your chance. This is a make or break for your life, Rodney. The proverbial turn left or turn right. Yep. Ionospheric uh, disturbance. I've actually uh, recalibrated the system so it'll take into effect future activity, so, uh, so we should be fine. Someone said it was Dr. Zelenka that finally turned off the self-destruct? Technically, yes, but it's actually more of a group effort. But that's Rodney! Oh, no. Over the last year and a half, I have become aware that I have certain... Yep. I don't want to use the word flaws. Uh, uh, shortcomings, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't do yet. <laughs> On occasion, I, I can be negative. No. And and demanding and, and, and a, a tad arrogant, but uh, <laughs> just I'm a also bit. finding that just being aware of your uh, shortcomings is just the first minute step on the road to betterment. And you also tend to use a lot of words when less is better. You talking to me, to Rodney? <laughs> I came here earlier today to propose marriage to you, but after what happened. I realize that I may have been rushing things. Oh, don't make it about you, you idiot. I just don't think I'm ready for this. Well, he's going for it. I know. And the terrible thing about this, I mean, we know what happens next, and it wasn't what he meant, and because Rodney couldn't express himself accurately, or open himself up, like he has done before, mm. he loses Katie, and she would have been perfect for him. It's not that my feelings have changed or diminished. No. No, of course not. Just, I mean... If we got married now, I would make your life miserable, and, and you are far too good a person for that. Don't be so hard on yourself. Aww. All she took from that conversation was, we're through. And all Rodney was thinking, we just need to slow down a bit. Continue seeing each other, let's build the relationship further. Okay, so, we check how much. Absolutely. And the next time we hear about her, she's left Atlantis. Rodney? Hmm. Aww. Ah, dear. Boy, simple word, but in this context, so dramatic. And one door closes. Good episode, though. I quite like that episode. Indeed. But rather a downbeat ending. Well, yeah. Yeah, again... As Rodney says, he can be very negative, and a lot of the time he doesn't always consider the ramifications of what he says. He thinks people view words and meanings as he does. To him, he's basically just says, uh, "During my proposal, we're not ready to get married, engaged. You know, let's carry on as we are." To her, and to probably every other woman in the entire galaxy, galaxies even, he's basically just dumped her. Well, I wouldn't say that. Well, she obviously thinks so because she's left. She leaves. Right then, Paul Binder, who wrote the episode. He's written two episodes of SG-1, 14 for Atlantis and six for Universe. He's also written for Just Cause, The LA Complex, Cedar Cove and The Messengers. Martin Wood, the director, 47 episodes of SG-1, 29 of Atlantis. He also directed Stargate Continuum. Plus episodes of Andromeda, Primeval New World, Earth Final Conflict, Sanctuary, Jeremiah and the ever-present Cedar Cove which I'm watching at the moment, and Colin Ferguson is in it this season. Was Cedar Cove the sort of semi-supernatural one? More of a more of a soap. I see. I watch it because there's a lot of actors in it that I like, not necessarily because I think the, the stories are riveting and entertaining. It's just that every other character I've seen in other shows... I mean, Terrell Roffer at the moment is looking stunning. <laughs> she really is. It's ridiculous. She's in season two of Dead Like Me. Wouldn't surprise me. As the realtor, after Joy kicked Carton out for sleeping with the student. And she's trying to sell the house. Terrell Rothery is the real, is the realtor. Oh, right. Because I saw her name pop up in the car. I thought, hang on. Was she in the last episode of Wigdon Life? Another reason to uh, re-watch Dead Like Me, then. Going through around 14 episodes in five days. So I'm enjoying it while I still can. Yeah. Okay, then, folks. That was Quarantine. A very good relationship-based episode. Unfortunately, there were budget restrictions which meant some of the CGI and the matting didn't quite work out the truth is Atlantis have set a standard for themselves which they didn't really meet for this episode but there was some great writing, some great performances 
I enjoyed the episode. Uh, a lot of fun, some heartache. It was good to see John and, and Taylor, many some of the fences. Taylor, well, she was glowing, wasn't she, really? She looked real good. Not quite sure how far along she is there, but she got me, she got me far off. No, she had a boy or a girl? Uh, I think she's got a son. I know when she did a few YouTube videos a, a few months back, uh, he popped up on there every now and again. I see. Ah, she's got two children now. Caden and Ridley, so I assume both of them are boys. Mm, I've learned not to assume, especially with names here. <laughs> you know, I look at a name and think, I have no idea if that's girl or boy. Okay then, next week we will be watching Harmony, which we recorded with Thomas. Yes, not too long ago. The next Stargate Atlantis. What's the problem? Our sister. She is in great need of your help. And we leave. Who was that? That's probably the beast. Sorry, the what now? Sisters kind of failed to mention that. Her two guardians have complicated things greatly. If they survive, they'll come back and we can't have that, can we? Stay here and stay quiet. Thank you for taking care of us. I'm not sure what I would do if you weren't here. Mm. That sounded very, very close. You're surrounded! Next time on Stargate Atlantis. And this was recorded on the Monday because tomorrow I have sauna-shaped commitments. Yes, nothing comes before the sauna. You're aware of who I'm sharing the sauna with. I know nothing's going to happen, don't worry. Do you blame me? <laughs> Let's see, on the one hand, podcast. On the other hand, cute in the late 20s. Decisions, decisions. <laughs> I'm going with option G. Okay then, as we said, thank you for joining us for quarantine. Please let us know what you think. I will be putting up the schedule for Season 5 of Atlantis very soon. If you're interested in joining us for any of those episodes, have a look at the schedule and just get in touch. And if you do want to contact us, then you can do so via email, gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook and Google+. Plus. Just search for Gatecast. You can also find us on Twitter, at the Gatecast, which is one word. And our feeds are also carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. We'd love to hear from you. Oh, yeah. And, of course, there's our website, gatecast.co.uk. Nearly forgot about that. Come try ya! Next week, Harmony. I hope you join us for that. We had a lot of fun recording that with Thomas. Yes, we did. Till then, though, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.